Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. And in today's episode, we have a very, I'm not going to say requested, but <laughs> it's a very influential book from all time, and it is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's the bomb! And I must say, before even, you know, getting into the book, like we were talking before, this is probably our most highlighted book from, yeah, you know, all, all of them that we've read. Because, yeah, the way he structures the, not he structures the book, because, structure you know, it. just to give a, a better, yeah, to give a better background. So these are the the personal journals and notebooks from Marcus Aurelius, the, I think, Rome, uh, Roman Emperor. like Roman, Roman Emperor. And this, when he wrote this, this wasn't meant to be published. This was just his personal, like his journals, yeah. just himself. Yeah. And pay attention, like, while we go through these quotes, try to imagine yourself in the position he was in, which was the highest power position at the time, maybe, behind the Pope. If there was a Pope, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was the highest power position at the time. And when you see him talk about death and talk about, you know, managing your emotions, he's saying those things from the perspective of the most stress you can probably deal with at the time. Yeah. When he talks about death, it's deaths of hundreds of thousands of people in his army. When he talks about not being angry at someone, it's not because someone stole his fucking ice cream. It's because somebody, you know, betrayed him. It's going to cost <laughs> yeah, him, it cost him like and his people part of his a empire. lot. Yeah, so keep that in mind, because as I was reading this, it's easy for you to say, like, yeah, it's easy for him to say that, but no, it's, it's even harder for him to say yeah. this. Because this, as I imagine, when he was writing this, it's almost as he's, it's, he's talking to himself, almost like he's his own psychologist. Yeah. Maybe, at, I imagine, like, at times when shit was not going right, it was, he would just sit down and, you know, you must live by your, your ethics, by what you know is right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, and... I was very surprised with this book. And you can tell it, it, it wasn't something meant for the, for, for the general public. This is like you were saying. It was just a guy, not, not just a guy, but the, probably the, the, at the time the most important guy that was alive. And it was him writing to himself, trying to, to make sense out of the life he was living and how he, how he should behave in order to be a good man, to be a good person. And like you said, this is at the time, in the, the most prestigious and important position a, a man can probably have, which is like, it was the emperor of Rome, and in a time where yeah. Rome was like owning, owning half of the world, maybe, something crazy like that. So, it, it's really deep. It's, it's strange because now we're going to analyze the book, and it's like, we all agree with the, the principles it talks about, but it's very, it's very different coming from, from us and coming from him, because this is yeah, all exactly. tested, tested in real life by him. A trial by fire, you could say. Yeah, and I find it so surprising that, you know, even this being thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, all of this lives up to, you know, to what is said. Yeah. All or all that I read in this book, I, I, I read it and I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, it's timeless knowledge. Yeah. It's and even there are some things that, you know, if I had read this the first time in the book, I wouldn't understand. But then mm -hmm. I've seen in spots like Daily Stoic and stuff like that, you know, analyzing. And even there's a good one, I, I'm, we're going to get into it right away, but there's a good one where he says, like, a rock thrown in the air gains nothing by going up and loses mm -hmm. nothing by coming down. And the way I saw, uh, explained in the Daily Stoic was that applying it to your own life, whether you gain a lot of stuff, a lot of achievements, a lot of money, or yeah. you lose all of it, if you were to be in the moment and present, 
then none of that would be considered either good or bad. But it's just, it's very surprising to, you know, see this happening or seeing this man thinking about this thousands of years ago. Yeah. Especially doing something that, you know, leaves you very little time to think. Like leading an empire, you don't really have time to <laughs> yeah. sit down and, yeah, I'm just going to write a bit now, uh, you know? Yeah, and this goes back to what, what we were talking about. Like, it's very difficult to say that from where he was standing, the, the rock thing. So this was him, but because he, had, he was incredibly rich, incredibly powerful. So, of course, the tendency... It's 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 super easy to just let yourself go with all of those, all, all of those things. Just buy incredible yeah. things. You own everyone. You can do whatever you want virtually. And he knew that, but he had yep. the the fortitude to go back and re realize that he was just like the rock. Whether he was gaining things or losing them, it really didn't matter. It, it this he talks about it a lot that external events should have no impact on you. Of course they have because we're human, but in an ideal. Yep the ideal superhuman you wouldn't be affected by them and yep. it's, it's easy to say these things I, I guess if you're like a, a nobody like if you're like saying oh yeah rich people don't really have it they aren't really better off than me because external things don't matter yeah of course i think it's easy if you if you don't have anything to say that but again this was the the most important man at the time yeah it, it was him saying these things yeah and like with all that being said i think we can get into the book right away and how we plan yeah. to do this review is uh, I highlighted some quotes, Tiago did as well. We're just going to read the quotes and, you know, the sentences and then just analyze them. And I think I can start right away. This is a very well-known quote, but it's funny to see because you usually only see the first part of this or just a very, you know, two lines of it because on an Instagram post, nobody's going to post a fucking, I don't know, 200, 200 uh, word Words. text. But yeah, so... Quote number one. <clears throat> so it's from book number two, because, yeah, the book is divided in several books, which I guess are is notebooks. And, yeah, so, <clears throat> quoting. You could live life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. If the gods exist, then to abandon human beings is not frightening. The gods would never su subject you to harm. And if they don't exist or don't care what happened to us, what would be the point of living in a world without gods or providence. But they do exist. They do care what happens to us, and everything a person needs to avoid real harm, they have placed within him. If there were anything harmful on the other side of death, they would have made sure that the ability to avoid it was within you. If it doesn't harm your character, how can it harm your life? Nature would not have overlooked such dangers through failing to recognize them, or because it saw them, but was powerless to prevent or correct them. Nor would it ever so inability or incompetence make such a mistake as to let good and bad things happen indiscriminately to good and bad alike. But death and life, success and failure, pain and pleasure, wealth and poverty, all these happen to good and bad alike, and they are neither noble nor shameful, and hence, neither good nor bad. End quotations. And yeah, I feel like, first of all, the first two things that are mentioned here are very common. The thing of... Um, let me just go back. Of you could live life right now, let that determine what you do and same thing. You know, I feel like yeah. all of us that follow stoic pages have seen this at least three times. Yeah, know? of course. It's the most iconic. But it's very interesting to see what comes after and how he goes deeper into it. And it was the same kind of thing. We we're talking about the rock quote. It's the same thing. It's this man, you know, you are aware that he's the most powerful man at the time. He had an army that could 
you know, destroy any other population. But still, he has this, these ideas that he contemplates, like success or not, wealthy or not, none of these things are good or bad by nature. And, you know, taking this to our more modern times, you see this nowadays, like um, whether people like political, politically, either from the left or from the right, they get triggered. They say like, oh, that's a bad thing. You can't say that. Oh, that was bad. You can't do that. But it's all our interpretation at the end of the day. And if we are to, you know, keep that in mind and actually be more aware that the other person might know something that you don't know, like Jordan Peterson says, then yeah. a lot of problems wouldn't exist, like this triggered culture, snowflake culture, you know. What's your view on this? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a very important concept. I feel like, especially in this moment nowadays, like you, all, you have all those, those compilations, Ben Shapiro destroys yeah. leftist something or whatever and it, it yeah it kind of if you're on if you're like leaning to the right it's funny to watch those compilations you, you enjoy it but at the end of the day you have to remember like everyone who's talking or trying to do something they do it because deep down they think they're right yep if they didn't think that they're right they wouldn't do it so we we need to like start with that because when you start with that you, you no longer feel any hate or resentment against anyone and it's very easy to, of course, to say, what the fuck, this, this dumb guy, why is he trying to do this? Yeah. It's evident that it's not going to work. It, we all get tempted into it. But, like, he, he says a lot in, in this book, like, uh, human beings will only do things if they think they are right. We, we can't consciously think we are wrong about something and, and still do it, at least consciously. Of course, you can ignore stuff. But if you start with that, I, I think... Everything else, just, you, you, you're a lot, a lot more empathetic. Yep. Your relationships will improve a lot. And you're overall just a, a better human being. You have more patience. And you have more abil uh, an ability to help more people if you just don't immediately jump to conclusions, which is exactly what he says. Like, everything is an interpretation. Everything you, you see and look and yep. think, it's all your brain making connections. Nothing, if you weren't looking at it, it wouldn't have an inherent meaning. I mean, this is a really complicated <laughs> thing, but this gets into philosophical things. But it, it, at the end of the day, it all depends on the way you look at it. You have the power. You, you That's the only thing we, we yep. actually control. This is a, you, you can see it in Viktor Frankl's book. It's the, the last of human liberties, like he calls it. The power to, to react, the, the ability we have to react to external things. And... It's a very important concept. I feel it's being lost again with people being triggered and being offended by things. They, they try to put the responsibility of being offended on, the, on something else instead of themselves, yep. which I think is the, the best concept that Marcus really tries to talk about in this book. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, the external events only have a, can only have an impact on you if you allow them to. And of course, you're human, but there are some things we can choose to walk away from, even if that's the least we can do, you know? If you're arguing with someone and you mm -hmm. see like, okay, this person is not reasonable, just trying to get upset, fuck, walk away. You only gain in that situation. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Or, or cut your losses. Exactly. At least. Don't, don't go all in. Don't put all your chips in. If you, if you, if you allow, allow yourself to be angry, that's always the decision you make. It isn't someone else's fault. And at the end of the day, it's like he's, he says it a lot. He also has a quote. I can't find it right now, but it's like, if someone injures me, the, there is only one person being injured. And then he, sa and then he says it. Uh, but think again, is there one? 
so this is a very like it's a strange code at first but what it, what it means is basically the first part is if someone injures me there's only one person being injured and in his mind is it is the person that injured him because by injuring by injuring someone you are actually injuring yeah. yourself because you are acting against the good values that you should exactly. have but then again when you when you go back to the second part which is like but then again is there really anyone who's being injured because that's the second part that you always have control over your state of mind so you always control if you are the, if you are if you really are getting yeah, exactly. injured by anything you do you always have the ability to step back and reflect on things and take them as a learning yeah. experience instead of something to yeah, and it's you. not to say like you shouldn't have boundaries or anything because you definitely should but yeah, of course. you know when people cross those boundaries and you have to you know impose yourself don't take that as a bad thing mm -hmm. just do that and then keep moving with your life that's kind of how i take it don't be like thinking in your mind like you know like the person let's imagine gets cut off in traffic and for the next two days that's all uh -huh. they can think about how could he do that oh my god i i can't believe it and then yeah. that moment already passed the other guy doesn't give a shit but you are still trapped in that and yeah it's like that mm -hmm. if you control your mind then you nothing can harm you but yeah you're giving yeah. power to things you don't control which is something you never and it amazes me just like a, a little side note how 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 actual this book is like this was written 2000 years ago or maybe a bit less and there are still things that you can apply perfectly to in examples that they're exactly the same as today like a lot of problems this this thing this our, our obsession with placing responsibility in external things and not wanting to, to assume responsibility for our actions it, it's something that it dates back to a, a lot of time ago and it, it amazes me just how how, how 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 it can be something that even after 2000 years we're still kind of trapped in the same the same things just by yep. different forms of it because we have different technologies different ways of living different societies but at the core of it we have been getting better but the core problems still stay yeah, exactly. from the same but like before reasons, they, had, they, they didn't have that much time to worry about these things you know they were dying from the plague the fucking also. they were dying from from hunger they were dying from the, yeah. and they were like and the dying at 40 were, years old and yeah, yeah exactly but sometimes i was reading this book the consequences I was reading were the worse. Book and, and sometimes i was thinking god it, it feels like he's writing as he's as if he's living today and it just goes to yeah, show like how like you were saying how actual all of this is and I, I think it is that way because well number one a lot of these universal truths are universal for a reason and they've been said thousands of years ago with jesus with people like this and they're going to be you know they're going to be repeated until probably the end of time because as humans yeah. we you know we're fundamentally very similar to one another and we deal with the same mm -hmm. problems and but that all to say that yeah like i was like you i was blown away by uh, it's crazy like reading yeah, this it's fucking crazy yeah it really is but I, th I think the only thing we have been improving and you can see that in the consequences of of these things so for example when he talks about you being angry at someone like the example you gave in traffic like you the consequences are your blood pressure raises a little bit and maybe you're stressed that's the consequence of the, the thing before, like, if you get, got mad at someone, you could challenge them to a duel, yeah. and the consequence could yeah. be death. So yep. <laughs> you can see it as an whole. We have been getting better. I'm not. I'm not trying to say this from a pessimistic point of view. Just like, oh my god, we're still the same. Yes, yeah, like the problem more. is the same, no, but I'm, the consequences are smaller. Exactly. Yeah, the consequences are, are exactly. smaller. Okay, moving on. I, I'd like Go to say another it. quote. This is a really short one, simple, but I, I love it. To stand up straight, 
not straightened. Yeah, that's and I, I think I feel like in just the context, the context again, it's so important. This is the emperor of Rome saying this. So literally, he was the only one able to to make himself straight. Yep. There was no one yep. who had the power to to like make him do the things he needed to do. There was like no father or when he was growing up, sure, but when he was emperor, there was no one above him like giving him orders. There was no like, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, it all had to to come from him. And that's why this this quote is so powerful. He knew he knew it himself that if he wouldn't straighten himself up, he had the potential to become one of the worst human beings yep. uh, alive. And so it, Again, this is amazing, and the, also applying this to your own life, which which is the most important part all, out of all of this, is we I, at least I think once you you realize how relevant this is, because we all have our behaviors and our habits and our vices, all the things we do, in general they are heavily influenced influenced by outside forces, so other people, uh, society, whatever it is. And sometimes we don't know, know how, how heavily they are influenced. So I'll just give an example from my own life. Recently, I, I was traveling. Mm -hmm. And before like, going, to going to travel to, to Italy, where I traveled, I was really like, uh, careful about my like, uh, nutrition and sports and all of those things. Sleep. Everything was on dial because the, the environment where I lived really supported that. Like My fathers made it easy for me to have good food, uh, go to the gym and sleep at regular times so everything was really there but it, it was there because because i worked for it but also because it was heavily being yeah you were straightened quote outside forces yeah i was being straightened and once i i left my home i realized how much of that was built in a foundation that i really didn't have any control over my parents built that foundation for me but i didn't even know how to manage it so once i got like the first three months i was really like I went into a place I didn't even know I could go to, like, be eating shitty food and not sleeping regularly, not going to the gym as regularly. And it was really like yeah. a high opener because for the first time I was like, whoa, it wasn't really me that built those things. I made a decision to do them, but they weren't in... I, I didn't have the control I thought I had about them. So this quote, like, really uh, showed me that fact. And, yeah, and it's interesting yeah. to see that, you know... This guy said this thousands of years ago. And then nowadays, the best international bestseller, probably the best-selling book of the year, Jordan Pearson's book, 12 Rules mm -hmm. for Life, starts exactly yeah, same the thing. same thing. Stand up with your shoulders, uh, with your back straight and your shoulders back or something like that. And, but yeah, and yeah. just going back to a bit of what you said, yeah, it's incredible like how he, no one could, could straighten him. And to, to be, to have the mental fortitude to, you know, to be able to say those things. But... To a certain point, I also think that a lot of people would get there if they weren't, they weren't being so helped. Because like this guy had no one to help him. I mean, he had a lot of people to help him, but mm -hmm. they were all dependent on him. So he was also the one who was help, helping them. And when, when he went to sleep, he knew that it's all on you. There's no one above you. There's no boss who's going to cut you a paycheck. There's no government to help you because you are the government. You are, you are <laughs> yeah, it. And a lot of people, I feel like they don't get to you know to these realizations myself included yeah. because we have a lot of you know comfort and help we we know that if we fail oh, i always have i can always rely on that oh i don't need, really need to go that extra mile because i know that you know somebody's going to help me here but when you see people like this like marcus aurelius or other figures throughout history which were you know aiming for something great 
and at the same time, you know, had really no support line, they come to these conclusions. Uh -huh. They realize that, you know, we need to, I need to straighten myself because I need to choose my burden and carry it, like a lot of Stoics say as well. And so for, you know, yeah. people listening to this, a practical way you can do this is to just, you know, number one, start small, you know, just maybe that starts by making, yeah, making always. your bed in the morning. That's you straightening yourself up. It's you, like Jordan Peterson talks a lot about this. Like, don't go and, you know, give advice to the world and shit. If you can't even clean your, your room, if you can't even clean this, you know, five by five square that you're the master of. Yeah. So start by, you know, make your bed every day, clean your room, make sure you're like your desk is organized, stuff like that. And then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jordan Peterson, like going back to him, he gives a really good way of like, maybe you're in the size, like what's the, the smallest action I can take that at, at the same time isn't that much small and yep. would have no impact. So he has a really good question he, he asks people and it goes like what 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 is the the hardest thing that you could do and that you will yeah. do so this is the, the important thing that you will do ask yourself what is the most difficult thing that would benefit me that i can do because you can always do it but that you will actually do you're actually willing to do it and at the beginning if you haven't been exercising this your mind for for like for doing this type of things because it's like everything if you haven't built the ability to do it, you can't just go out and expect to, to change the world. You have to start small. And maybe that for you is just like, you, you ask yourself, okay, what can I do that I will do? Maybe it's like you said, starting making your bed. Yep. Maybe it's going, like taking a shower, putting on some clean clothes, yep. getting an haircut. And like, may, may, most of us will laugh at this, but there are people that are that they're in serious and bad yeah. conditions that they... Just doing this one thing will yeah, improve sorry to their lives. Right here, but yeah, to for example, you yeah. see nowadays incels, for example, which for those of you who don't know, it means uh, involuntary, involuntarily celibate. Which are these guys who can't get girls, and then they go on online forum, forums and complain that it's because I'm too nice so and I'm whatever. And you know that's kind of the extreme that you can get if you don't take accountability for yourself. And you know, it's you blaming the outside world, never taking accountability, not looking yourself in the mirror, like, you know, David Goggins says for you to do, or a lot of people say for you to do, and just, you know, actually saying to yourself what you see. If you're fat, say you're fat. Don't say, oh, I have a few extra pounds. No, if you feel in your mind, I'm fat, you're fat. There you go. You can't, that's another thing that I noticed in myself. You can't change any, you can't change anything that you don't accept first. If you don't accept that you have a problem with organization, you're never going to get organized because you don't recognize that as a problem. If you don't think you're fat, you're never going to change because, you know, what's the problem? And most of it, yeah. I also, it's interesting. I read a Mark Manson post recently. He talks about this. A lot of the times, the hard part is actually finding, you know, after you get past the basic problems, is actually finding where you're lacking. Maybe you're too emotionally distant or maybe you have commitment issues or, you know, whatever. But it's, you know, going back to the quote, I feel like we're going too far away from it. It's just to straighten yourself means to take responsibility for your life. And not only for your life, for the consequences of your actions. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Straighten that's yourself, it. boy. Yeah, bottom line. And, and yeah, that's like you, like you said, Jordan Peterson said it. It's, the, it's those like timeless truths. We, we are just seeing them being reformulated by this time, one of these, our time's greatest intellectuals, Jordan Peterson. But it's, it's the same concept, and 
it, it, it's funny how you just it's really funny how this this manages to be so relevant at yeah. this time so i don't know if you want to move I have on one to right quote. here so quoting stop drifting you're not going to re reread your brief comments your deeds of the ancient greeks and romans the commonplace books you saved for your old age sprint for the finish write off your hopes and if your well-being matters to you be your own savior while you can and you know this it's so interesting because i read this and i see this is such a problem with people nowadays where it's just you know going to they read they read they read they never apply they're always pushing back shit. they don't you know sprint for the finish they don't go for what they actually want you know you can read all the fucking business books you want it's not gonna help you until you actually start the business you'll actually put your money on the line yeah. and then that, that's just but to me reading this i just imagine like this guy he was probably reading those books about you know guys who went to great wars and led great empires and that was mm -hmm. in his mind it was like okay enough of this i have to go lead my empire now yeah no yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's where it, it was most important but we we see this a lot in in our time and even like with myself this is something i, I fall back into a lot which is just like you just because it's comfortable reading books it isn't something yep. it doesn't cause you like any emotional discomfort to, to be reading you don't have to exit your comfort zone you don't have to actually go do anything uh, that would would put you uh, in an uncomfortable position that will make you grow which is not to say that books aren't good of course we are reviewing a book so naturally we love the the benefits that book bring, books bring you they bring a lot of knowledge they can change your perception on things but to all, only to a certain extent like there comes a point where you have to do something you you will only grow at a certain as humans the, the the best way of learning indisputably is by doing i think we all know this if we for actually doing something in the in the real world instead of just reading about it we will evolve much faster of course you should also be reading yep. because that's a compliment to, to doing but all always as a compliment never take reading and and get that sense of oh i'm doing i'm doing this because i'm reading about it <laughs> yeah. no just even if you aren't exactly 100% sure about what you need to do and what's the best way to do it. It's much better if you actually just do something, then you just keep on reading and trying to optimize the best, the best thing possible for in order for you to yeah. start reading. Perfection is really the enemy of execution. If you, if you yeah. go, if you think about it, so just start doing more, and put it bullshitting less. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, uh, we always have this thing about optimizing when you know you want to optimize shit. But you need something to optimize, you know? Exactly. That's kind of the, the main problem I see. And, you know, it happened to me. I'm sure it happened to you. It's, yeah, of course. You know, you start something, a new activity, a new sport or whatever. What's the first thing you do? It's maybe you play one day and then the next you go on YouTube. Let me see. Yeah. Let's say you start playing golf, for example. You just saw Tiger, Tiger Woods win the Masters. And you're like, I'm pumped. I'm going to start playing golf again. And what's the first thing you do? It's not go to the golf court. No, it's go to YouTube. How how to swing, how to shoot a drive, how to putt, blah, 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 blah. And then it's sometimes if you do too much of that, of just researching, it can actually impair you when you get to the moment of doing. Because you're like, okay, let me think about all the things I yeah, saw. Paralysis. Yeah, by exactly. Analysis. They talk about this in jujitsu, for example. Uh, I heard masters talk about it. The goal is to get to a point where you're not thinking about it. You're just doing, because you, you thought about it while practicing so many times, that when you see it coming in the fight, you actually, you know, it's instinctive. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, let's say you start a business. You read a business book, 500 pages. 
you're not going to be thinking every day like, okay, what did the fucking book say? Let me go back. Hmm. Oh, this is what you do. No, it's like you start, you learn, you fail, you learn, and then you use the book here and there. Like, oh, this is helpful here. This is helpful there. But I, I read a good quote once, which was, um, uh, oh, fuck. No, I'm not going to quote it right now, <laughs> but because I don't remember, it's kind of long. But the main goal is that um, principle. Not, there's a lot of methods to get to where you want to go. But first, you need to make sure that that's somewhere you want to go and that it's worth getting there. Because, you know, all this, that's what he says. Like, um, I don't have the quote anymore here, but it's, you know, you have to, don't, don't live with regret. You don't want to get to the end of your life with regret. Sprint for the end. When he says that, I interpret as not, not to rush things, but to, you know, make sure you don't leave anything you want to do undone. Unchecked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the thing about the pets is, it's, it's always better to have a bad plan than to always be changing your plans because yeah. you won't get anywhere. At least with a bad plan, you'll go forward if, if it's not too bad. Yeah. So it's, it just goes, goes back to the, 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 this, this concept of start doing more things. Action is the, the, the only thing that will actually improve things. Nothing else. Yep. Reading about it is a good, like a good hobby to have and <laughs> a, a good thing to, to keep in mind. It's like books are, in my opinion, one of the best things ever invented. They, they give you a huge amount of knowledge. Huge amount of knowledge. They give you a lot of potential for for power because it's only power when you actually do something about it. That's the the only thing I'd like to say more about it. It's it's only it's only it's only valuable when you put it into practice. All this knowledge in your head, it, it's nothing. It means nothing yep. if you can't use it. Absolutely. And that goes with everything. And with that, so with that, you, I think we can yeah. go to the next one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'll have it ready. So quoting: It can ruin your life. Only if it ruins your character. Otherwise, it cannot arm you, inside or out. So this, I think it's important to, to analyze this quote, just because it can all seem a bit too subjective to, to most people, if you only read a bit, like, when we talk about external things having no impact over you, some people can look at that and say, like, oh, yeah, okay, but if external things have no impact, impact on you, then you're just living in the make-believe world, where you can believe whatever you want. It's, so we're not saying, like, if you're fat, imagine you're not fat and it no longer has any impact on you. Yeah. And th that's where I think this quote shines, because the, the, the fact of it can ruin your life only if it ruins your, your character, it's him saying actions do have uh, a meaning, and that meaning is that they can benefit you or ruin you by the, the way they impact your character. Yeah. So actions and external things aren't entirely meaningless. I think at least that's the way I, I view it. Because they have the potential to make or break you. And that's the, the thing it's telling. It, cannot, it, cannot, it can arm you only if it arms your, your soul, if it impacts your character, if it makes you a worse person. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, and, and it can't to, do anything for, to you. Yeah, and it's also the, the, the way it says, like, good or bad or relative. To give an example here, let's say you earn a lot of money, but that, it was kind of dirty money. On, like, on the physical world, physical world, on... The surface level, it can seem that you win, you know, you have a lot of money, but it hurt your character. So you can also see it as losing. Well, on the opposite side, you know, you can fail at a business, you can go bankrupt, but you did everything according to your morals, to your moral code. And in a sense, you kind of won because you, despite all the adversity, you were able to keep on your path. So a good thing can be bad, a bad thing can be good. It's all relative. And yeah, and, but by adopting this, you know, kind of this, the quote you said, I feel like it's better than to be fully, you know, goal-oriented. 
because let's say you only want money. It's very easy to, you know, compromise your moral code for more money because the goal is money. So, you know, anyway, you get there. But if the goal is to do all those things while maintaining my morals, then it's a lot, a lot different, you know? Maybe you're not going to take all deals that come to the table. Maybe you're not going to screw that person over just because it's going to give you more money because there's more important things. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to talk, to talk about this. And I yeah, feel like or... for him, like we're going back to this once again, I, I can even, I can only imagine what he was going through to think about this. It's probably, <laughs> I don't know, maybe imagine, maybe he lost a battle. Thousands of people of his army died. And then he writes something mm -hmm. like this. That's why I'm not going to say this anymore because I said it so much already, but it's impressive because it would be hard for someone to do this to, you know, average problems, much less, you know, world leader problems. So it's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We're applying this to like me eating ice cream and <laughs> yeah, or people eating ice cream or like watching too much Netflix. This guy was dealing with real shit and yeah, that's the, the, the impressive part about it. But just to just last thing on this quote, it, it has, it's actually the, the, the relativity we're talking about is only relative to a certain point because there is always something you can use to distinguish a bad action from a good action. And like, it's like you said, intention. So the, the, per, the person making money for the good reasons or, or because he or, or making money and trying to keep a, his values, the things he knows to be good, opposite to the person just trying to make money. Looking from the outside, they can both look the same. Yep. But that doesn't mean it's relative. It's not relative because the one person had a different intention and kept different um, intentions and a, a different meaning to his life through, through the, the course of making his money in this example. And that's, that's why we can say that one person did it the good way and another person did it the bad way. Yeah. Because... Because of what happens inside you, the intention you you, you take to the things you do, you, you do. Yeah, That's exactly. The, I think the, the the good thing to keep in yeah. mind. With well, that being said, I'm gonna move to the next yeah, quote, yeah. which is um, quoting. Oh, I should have quite a few ones here. I'm gonna, just gonna pick one. Um, oh yeah, it was the one you actually. I mean, the exact same page you said, but I have others, you know, highlighted. Okay. Uh, I guess they're all kind of the. Yeah, they're all kind of the same. So I'm just going to move over to the next page. Yeah, Oopsie. sure. Yeah, that's a good thing also. So about, because this, this wasn't supposed to be a, a book. So yeah. he just sometimes he repeats himself, but in different ways that they're always valuable. I think, I feel like sometimes he, he talks about the same thing, but I get a different thing from it. So yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really so to the next quote, quoting, not to live as if you had endless years ahead of you. Death overshadows you, overshadows you. While you're alive and able, be good. End quotations. And like, once again, just a, a great example. And keep in mind that people in this time, they would die at like 40 years old. So it's not like okay. even more today, you even have that, that perception of, oh, I'll die, but that's, you know, in a long time. When I'm 85 years old, now I'm 30. Now I'm in, I get to enjoy it, make mistakes. But no, it's... Because, you know, it talks a, a lot about, you know, being in the moment, being present, which I found very surprising as well. And it's the same thing because the current moment is always what you, you have. The past is, you know, is yeah. already over. The future is in your imagination. So to think to yourself that, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to do all those things, be morally correct. You know, when I'm an adult, quote unquote, it's just plain out wrong because 
in 20 years, you're going to feel exactly how you feel right now for the most part. And, uh -huh. you know, if you keep the same mental patterns of, oh, I'll just keep pushing this off, then in 20 years, you're going to do the same thing. It's very easy, especially when you're young, because I noticed myself doing this, to say like, ah, oh, it's okay, I'm young, whatever. No, because in 20 years, you're going to feel the same way and there's going to be another excuse if you want one. Oh, no, I'm kind of old. Oh, no, I'm, I'm in my 30s. I get to enjoy now. Ah, chill out. There's always something. But that something should never be an impediment for you to be good and to do what you know is good. Because at the end of the day, we all, you know, we all kind of know what is good. You kind of feel inside of you for the most part of most people. If you're not a crazy psychopath, <laughs> you know what is good. You know, you know that you shouldn't steal money. You know that you shouldn't go around and punch people in the face. And to apply this to more, you know, positive things, you know what you should be going for. Maybe you know that you shouldn't stay in that job, that it, the time for it is over. But, you know, it's hard. And all those decisions to be good are always going to be hard. There's not a decision, for the most part, that being good and taking the, the road that you know is correct was an easy choice, you know. For him, especially for him, do you think these decisions he's talking about were easy? Oh, I'm, I just conquered this city. All of my people are telling me to kill everyone there. No, I'm going to... I have to spare them all, for example, or we have to do something else. Yeah. It's... <coughs> pardon me. It's hard. But if you know it's good, you have to do it. Yeah, that's the, the bottom line, bottom line of, of, of it. And yeah, like you said, Dubai, in this perspective, it's, it has a lot more impact. But we also... I think it's important to, to realize that we all should look at <laughs> things in, in a... Like as if we were him because at the at the bottom line everything you do matters on a maybe not a not on a large scale like it did to him but it will matter eventually and maybe it will have greater consequences later on yeah. in your life all this present moment everything you are doing is building up to something you are constructing the person that you are going to be at every single moment Absolutely. you you see a lot of like we were talking just yesterday about Gary V so he He had like a thousand videos or something of him uh, reviewing wines because that that's was, was his first business. And all of them had like 100 views. So he was doing this and he was getting like nothing out of it. He, had, he didn't know it was, being, it was going to be successful and that he was going to be one of the, our time's biggest um, influencers, to use that word. I don't really like it, but <laughs> it is what it is. And, but do you think that what he is right now and the power he has to impact so many people just came out of nothing. No, it was his entire life building up to that. So you never actually know. You should prepare yeah. yourself because you never know if you're going to be in a position to really have an impact on the world. And Jordan Peterson also talks about this a lot when he talks about like the, the apocalypse, the, the, about the Nazis. So like the, 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 German in like in the Germans in Auschwitz, the guards, they were normal people like you and me. They, they weren't like just evil monsters that we make them out to be. No, before all of it happened, they were just regular guys that maybe didn't put that much thought into life and, and into their values. And that's why they were so easily swayed. Because they didn't yep. put in the time before to think that, about what's right and what's wrong. And if you never did that, you're completely vulnerable to, to circumstance. If, if, if there was to happen another horrible tragedy and we were, were to have a war, if, and if you haven't already thought about these things, your values, what's wrong and what's right, you are easily, easily swayed. You can easily be made to be part of a mob. When humans are in a mob, they, they are much more likely to do things that they would not do if they were alone. And that's why we, it's important to, 
to have restriction and have boundaries. This isn't a joke in, in kind of a sense. If you, yeah. in his position, of course it wasn't a joke, but in all of our lives, this isn't, this isn't the game. Like we are here. Yeah, this comes down like you have to prepare for success, you know. You, yes, exactly. Because there, it's very easy to fall into like this pattern of thought, which is, oh, if I was rich, I would do that. But to be rich, you have to do that before you're rich kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, if I was rich, I would work very hard because I would enjoy my, my job and I'd be paid very well. Mm -hmm. But every fucking rich person you see that w didn't earn their money from, you know, an inheritance, they had to do that. They had to work crazy and they had to work right before they were rich. So that when they are rich, they are prepared to be rich. Yeah. It's not like things come out of thin air. You're not gonna, you know, not to bash too much on this. Like you're not gonna visualize things into happening into your life if you don't work at them. Exactly. You no, know? you can meditate twenty, you know, ten hours per day, imagining how oh, I'm gonna have a perfect business, very successful. If you don't actually go and start the business, well, shit's not gonna happen for you. Exactly. Regardless, and yeah, and just to go to your point of you know being having good values, and the the Holocaust example is. All those people, if they had talked sooner, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. If the people would have, you know, put their foot down and said, like, no, this is unacceptable earlier, then six million Jews wouldn't have died because of a crazy man. Yeah. And, and that's why we need to have those, not only have those, you know, ethical codes, but to live by them, even when it's hard. Mm -hmm. For example, Jordan Peterson, when you see him talk, excuse me, about the Bill C-16, yeah. which he didn't agree with. Um, when you see him talk about that, he's ready to, you know, do whatever it takes to live up to what he thinks is right. They were saying, so what if they find you? I won't, he said, I won't pay it. And then they say, what if, you know, and then you go to jail, what do you do? He says, I go on a hunger strike. I don't care. It's not right. Yeah. And, you know, it's very hard because, you know, when it comes to that moment, it would just be easier to pay, you know, $50 of a fine. And that's it. You're done. Yeah. But it's not right. And when you know things are not right, you have to put your foot down, for the better or worse. Yeah. And yeah, you just have to do it. And yeah, like yeah, I feel it's it's really important even in everyday life. There's there's examples in history that really make you think about this. And one is a really funny one from when this was in the time of the Cold War. So when the United States and the Soviet Union were they were like at a point really close to to starting a war, and people most people don't even know how close they were. There was this accident like with a uh, with a Soviet submarine. They were in entering like the the, uh, the American coast, so they, they were in American soil, and the Americans are, were giving them multiple warnings to fall back, fall back, or we are going to send missiles against you. And but the Soviets, the, their communication system wasn't working, so they didn't they didn't know. So the Americans sent a missile, just like a warning shot, and like the the people in the submarine were like, "Whoa, what's this? Why are they doing this? Are, does this mean war?" And the like the the commanding officer in that submarine had, had to make a decision. Do I fire back to protect ourselves, our ship, or do I just go on and ignore ignore this? It was a really difficult decision because the lives of everyone in that submarine was in his hands. Yep. And he knew that if he didn't do anything, he would most likely die to to the Americans. And so, like, but the thing is, he also knew that if he fired that missile, war would break out. This could have the potential to be the worst war in the history of wars because we had nuclear weapons. So what he actually, he had the, the restriction, he had the ability to say, no, we're not going to fire back. The consequences are, are too bad. We, we, we don't know it for, 
for a fact, so I'm not going to do it. It turned out good because the Americans, like, they realized the, 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 the problem with their communication system and they let them go. But do you, we were, it was this close to starting, like, the war that could change the, the, the entire history of the world. If this one guy, this Russian guy, decided, no, fuck it, let's fire back at them, boom, maybe World War III would have started. And, but no, he had the values, we don't know his history, but he most likely had a life that led him, he has, for sure he had a life that led him to that decision. And the, when the decision came, he made the right one. Like, I don't think anyone can argue that he didn't make the right one. Yep. And that ended up arguably saving all of us. So Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's if important, you, even if you, if you don't, think you are no and one. And if you don't practice, you know, being, living uh, according to your values, when those moments come, which I hope it doesn't come for anyone listening or not listening but when those moments come that are similar to that one which are you have to make a decision at that moment if you haven't trained yourself to go and according to what you know is right most likely you're not gonna do it you're just gonna yeah. somebody talks bad to you and you're and you you shouldn't accept that you know and you, you want to actually maintain the value you know you have for yourself and you would talk back but you are not trained to do what you know is right then you're just gonna be a little bitch quoting and yeah. and <laughs> And yeah, and but you have to practice it because let's say you, I don't know, you want to be more assertive and you know that's a good thing to assume for yourself. It's going to be a very helpful in your life because you know you have good values and if you could just put those values better into the world to be better, you have to practice it. If you're not assertive yep. and you want to be assertive while well, you practice it, if you want to be good, you practice being good for, you know, it's very subjective, but... That's up to you to find out what is good for you. And yeah, yeah I guess so we can go on. to the next quote, please. Yeah. I like, this is also a quote, like a bit more light, but I think it also really important. So quoting, and why should we feel anger at the world? As if the world would notice. So okay. again, like we talked a lot about the, the impact that external things have on you or the impact that they should not have on you. And it really goes back to, to, to some, like, you can believe that gods exist, and if you do believe that gods exist, maybe things have a meaning predefined by them, or you can believe that they don't have a meaning and everything's random. If they're random and you're getting mad at things, it's really just stupid out of you because if everything's random, like, there, there is nothing, the world isn't out to get you, there is, things are just happening, yeah. they're just random, and you getting mad at them is just plain out dumb because yeah. there is no point to do it. And if there are gods, we have no way of telling if they exist and this is all part of a big plan. Well, just remember, you're, you're a very small part of the plan. And most likely, the gods, if they do exist, they aren't like having that close attention to details or, or like thinking, oh, I'm going to fuck this guy up yeah, because exactly. I, I feel like it. Like you getting mad at things happening to you serves no purpose. And that's just, that's the bottom line of it. Getting mad will only leads you to making worse decisions, acting out on, on based on irrationality, and maybe perpetuate the bad pattern that is leading you to, to feel angry. So yeah. just take a step back and realize how like how kind of funny the things are. Don't take a hard harsh look on life. Yeah, if you kinda of look at it in a we're in this tiny blue dot in space, flying through yeah, space. Like things look and you and you're important. you're upset because your slice of pizza fell onto the floor or something. Yeah. It's kinda of, and you know, of course, in, it's or also that situation when you when you hit your your pinky toe 
on like a table or something (laughs) and you're like fuck this table oh my god it's like realize that you know even if you got upset like realize after how ridiculous just laugh about it because it can only upset you if you let it like he tells Uh like he says it and yeah yeah, i don't really have much to add to this because i I feel like it's very very clear so i have a good one coming up coming up hot so swipe to unlock kindle please unlock oh my god Anyway, so I feel like a lot of people relate to this quote. So, quoting. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work. As a human being, what do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for? The things I was brought into the world to do? Or is it this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. And you know, there's more, but this is the part that I kind of felt was more important. And yeah, it's... We all can relate to this. Maybe you've decided, for example, for me, to wake up at 6 a.m. and go immediately after to the gym. And you know, when it's the previous day and it's, it's 8 p.m., you're having dinner, you're all comfortable, you're like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I want to go back to sleep. But like he says, you have to realize that you, that's what you were meant to do. You as a human, you are meant to take on the challenges you give to yourself. Not to complain yeah. about them, not to say like, well, what the, why the fuck did I decide to do that? But to realize that that's what's going to give meaning to your life, that struggle, that ah, it's going to be hard, but I'm going to feel better after it. Because yeah. without it, and I think all of us have had moments in our lives like this, when maybe you're on vacation, you have nothing to do. And you know, you go on vacation and you don't really know what's going to happen after. There's no purpose to your life. You, you get tired of vacation very quick. You don't want to rest anymore. But then when you, yeah. when you actually find a challenge... You, you're, you're, you're like, oh, I want to go back to vacation again. And it's very easy to live in, That's the in this of conflicted, you know. I had this, for example, I was working in the, in the coffee shop and then I got out and now I'm doing freelancing. And before I had to wake up at 5 a.m. and I was always like, oh, if I could only sleep one more hour, <laughs> I would be happy. And then immediately when I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m., I immediately instinctively give myself a challenge that makes me <laughs> wake up very early. <laughs> And then I dread it again. Yeah. And then that's when I started thinking about this, like, wait a minute. If I were to be able to sleep all the time that I wanted, I wouldn't want to sleep. But because yeah. I say to myself that I can't, then now I want. And as I see it, it's just, it's kind of you or the world challenging yourself to see if you really, you really want to do the things you say. Do you really want to do that business? Well, then let's see how you deal with this problem. How this cancel client on you. What are you going to yeah. do? Meaning well yeah. done to that. Like Jordan Peterson says, it's taking the heaviest burden you can bear and, and bearing it, just carrying the burden you choose. And that's, that's, that's the thing that will give you the most meaning. Like if you're ever doing hard things yeah. and apply, of course, we, we don't do hard things just because they're hard. We have some meaning to it. But yeah, but then just actually doing it, you just feel a whole lot better. Yeah. You feel like you have purpose. Your, your, your thing, the things you are doing are leading up to something that, that, that is good, yeah. fundamentally good. And- uh, uh, one thing I would say also is, nature. you know, remind the feeling that you get after you finish the hard things. I noticed this, like, w- after I do the, the goddamn deadlifts yeah. and the pull-ups that I so much fucking hate at the, when I'm doing them. <laughs> and then I go yeah. take a cold shower, which is not very pleasant, to, you know, to know that I'm in the gym and then after comes a cold shower. And then only then can I start doing what I want, quoting, like, on quotations. Yeah. Um but then I remember like, oh, once I do this, I feel fucking amazing. 
because and then yeah. I think about it like I don't really hate deadlifts, I don't really hate pull-ups, I kind of like it. But at the some days I hate it. But I'm not gonna let yeah. that determine, you know, not gonna ruin my previous night because I'm gonna be dreading like, oh my god, I have to wake up. And one yeah. thing I notice also is when I give myself the challenges, when they are self-imposed, you know, when I pick the burden, it's much easier. Because when it's, you know, for me, like jobs for someone else, I can't really do. Because the whole day I'm thinking that oh, the next day I'm going to have to do this. But when it's for me, or when it's me for me, like I decided to do them and it's only for myself, yeah. then it's much easier. Even though I know they're coming. So, you know, it's f- if you're, li- if you're, li- not if you're listening to this and you're like that, know that, you know, maybe you just need a different strategy. <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, yeah, exactly. Sometimes that's all it is. But yeah, that's like we we're talking about. You you straighten yourself yep. instead of something else straightening you. Yep. Which yeah depends on your, your personality. But at the bottom line, you have you always have the responsibility. You always choose the things you are doing and what you are putting your 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 energy into because it's all energy. You have you have a limited amount of energy and you are choosing. Co- whether you like it or not, you are making that choice. Yep. If you're choosing to spend your energy watching TV. Five hours a day that's still on you yep if you're choosing the like getting a job uh, or making a new company that's still energy and it, it all goes back to you yep so i think that's it for that quote we can slide I'd like to the to next go on one to, so i think this is arguably i don't know if you feel about it the same way i do but the best concept in this book or at least the one that has the more impact in Let's me hear it. which is uh, i'll go into quotes think of yourself as dead you have lived your life. Now take what's left and live it properly. Yeah, that's a fucking so powerful one. It, yeah, that's a real powerful because first of all, this this is a concept if you if you're into stoicism and the self help thing in general, you will hear a lot about memento mori. Yep. The the realization that you are going to die and keeping that in mind. And of course it can sound morbid at first, but just the impact that this quote has. First of all, thinking of yourself as you if you were dead. Imagine you are dead, which is really strange for us because we have no idea what, it, what it's like. You have lived your lives, and now coming back to the present, getting out of that illusion, take what's left and live it properly. Yep. It really puts like a fire under under your ass because you realize that you you are also going to die. It will happen. There is no escaping that, and you have a limited time on, on here. You don't know when it's going to happen, but what what you do know is that you control this moment, and that's all you actually control. So go out and. Act with urgency. Don't yep. rush things, but realize that yeah, it, you don't. This is granted. Like things could disappear real exactly. fast. Exactly, and yeah, for me, this is one of the biggest ones. Like memento, memento mori is, you know, once you actually, you once you actually start thinking about it, it's, it can be scary at first because you are gonna die. All of us are gonna die if science doesn't evolve. It's something we don't like to talk about. And yeah, let's imagine things keep going as they are. You're gonna die. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe in a year. Maybe in twenty years. Maybe in eighty years. But one day, you know, yeah. it will one happen. day you're gonna blink for the last time. That's it's gonna happen. Your heart's gonna stop beating, and you're gonna be dead. And you know, like thinking like that way is the same way how you should think. For example, when you're playing poker, just to give an example, when you put, <laughs> if you lose money, that money is not yours anymore. Like doing with time, the time you spent, even if it was poorly spent in your opinion, before doesn't matter. That's gone. You still have what's left. All the years ahead of you. Your currency, that's the ultimate currency because you can't buy more of it. <laughs> to, yeah. That's what you have. And if you don't take it, if you spend your day like watching TV, neglecting your health, you know, spending time with people you don't really care for, 
never going, you know, for what you actually want, one day you're not going to be able to do it. And that's, that yeah. sometimes pisses me off looking back. And even days where I kind of <laughs> just spend three hours on YouTube watching tutorials of how to break a glass with your voice or some shit. <laughs> we have no meaning. And then you realize it's like you're spending money, but more important than money because you can't get that back. Who knows if yeah. you're going to go to sleep and then never wake up again? You don't know. No one knows. That's why it's so important to yes. keep this in, in mind that you will die. Yeah. And if you really think about it like long and hard, it's, it's scary. But it also gives you a sense of purpose that if you haven't... If, it, if, if it's like the first time you are thinking about death and the impact of it, you will have this amazing sense of urgency that you have to do things. But then that, that sentiment only... Become something if you act on it. That's yep. always the important yep. thing. You can you can just think about it and then ignore it and go on with life. But this is it's important. Like if you're wasting your time every day, of course there, we'll always waste parts of our time because we are humans, especially in modern day life. There there are so many distractions, and we have all been we are all addicted to them without we even knowing social media, yep. TV, uh, videos, whatever it is for you. Okay, maybe right right now. You can't break all of those addictions at the same time, but just take the the thing that's that's making you like that's not. Yeah, not you can start. You can start. Yeah, start. Just like maybe it's a bad person in your life. Cut that shit out. Maybe it's watching too much TV. Cut it out. But don't try to do it all at the same time. But yeah, that's important. Just starting. Start at started something, and it won't really take that much time. Okay, you will die eventually, but there's also like most likely a lot of time ahead of you in in the time like in. If you take, if you put it into perspective, so maybe you, you're like 20. Okay, maybe if all if all goes well, you will still have 60, 70 yep. years to live. So you have spent this 20 years building up some bad habits. Realize that it will only take one year or two years to destroy most of them, the mo the most damaging ones. So act on on those fast as fast as you can, and then you will eventually get to a point where you you are you are enjoying your life. Maybe to the fullest potential. Yeah, and to know to can. keep this in mind, make a reminder to yourself. Maybe that's a tattoo, very extreme, on saying like memento mori, death, whatever. Maybe that's a you know a ring with a skull, a, a necklace. And there's a good one, a very good one I saw the other day on Daily Stoic, which I recommend you go check dailystoic.com/slash collection. Just go to dailystoic.com to their story. Yeah. You, you'll discount code <laughs> passive meaning. <laughs> <laughs> won't yeah. get you shit <laughs> there's this like this uh painting of um a skeleton pointing an arrow like at you there's something written in uh i think latin but the translation is my my arrow i promise you spares no one you will all dance the ballet of which i sing and to me like when i saw that that's so powerful if you were to i don't know keep that close to your window every morning while you drink your coffee just look at that it's like fuck because that really hits you it's it's kind of I, not it's kind of <laughs> It's kind of joking. It has a joking manner to it, but it's it's really it for me. It really hits deep. Like fuck yeah, that's ah, yeah, yeah. Death. Or maybe for you, that's just like have a, have a journaling yeah. practice where you actually reflect. Yeah, but just on have death. something like something to keep you aware yeah. and to just be grateful, man. When I read these things, it's like fuck. I'm so grateful. I'm alive. Like Marcus Aurelius is dead. Yeah. You can experience any of this yeah. now. <laughs> I wrote this, and with this knowledge, we can enjoy better our lives. How fucking good is that? How fucking good is that this man exactly. actually wrote this, somebody found it, published it, we read it, you don't even have to read it, you're listening to this right now, you got the fucking quote, and 
you just get to enjoy yeah. life more. And just being grateful for those things. A lot of Memento Mori is also that. To smell the roses, to just enjoy what you have. To recognize that this moment is all you have. And yeah, you're going to be doing things that move you forward to your goal. But learn to enjoy the moment. Don't be, you know, oh, I need to get there. Because, you know, death can be very tricky. It can come out of nowhere. Yeah. Exactly. So, to the next quote. You have to the next quote? goddamn quote. Swipe to unlock, Kendall. So, let's get it. Next quote. <clears throat> Quoting. The things you think about determine the quality of your mind. Your soul ticks on the color of your thoughts. Color, color, it, color it with a run of thoughts like these. Anywhere you can lead a, your life, you can lead a good one. Lives are led at court, then good ones can be. Things gravitate toward what they were intended for. What things gravitate towards is their goal. A thing's goal is not what benefits it. It's good. A rational being's good is unselfishness. What we were born for. That's nothing new, remember? Lower things for the sake of higher ones and higher ones for one another. Things that have consciousness and higher ones than those that don't. And those with the logos still higher. And, you know, you've probably heard the first part of it. The things you think about determine the quality of your mind. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so true. And it's, you know, we all have these moments where you maybe... You stop meditating for a week, you get a little less mindful, and then all of a sudden, boom, shitty thoughts start appearing. Oh my God, is this the right thing for me? Oh my God, nobody loves me. What am I doing? And then, and then that colors your life, and that's all you see. You just see happy couples and you don't have a, a partner. Oh, poor you. Oh, there's only rich people. I'm not rich. Oh, poor me. But if you were... You hear that, yeah. Barney? <laughs> the one person. But, but yeah, like if you were to just think, like, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be alive. Life's beautiful. Then you'd see, oh, the sky is blue today. I love it. The grass is green. There's a rose yeah. there. But it's all in your control. Yeah. It's all the mind. And you know, the, it's very it, funny because the mind, like we've talked about this in the power of now, it can be your best friend or your best enemy. If you control it, it's going to be used for a lot of good. But if you don't, it will use you for a lot of bad, how I yeah, see it. It will fuck you up. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's a really good way of thinking about it. It, if you let your mind use you, you're, yeah. you're fucked. It gets to a point like you, you don't control yourself. That's if you don't control yourself, you don't really control anything. And that's what most people like. If you heard, like especially young people saying, like I don't, I feel lost. I feel like I don't have control over anything. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe you don't even control your your mind. You don't you don't know how to what to make yep. of your thoughts. You don't you don't actually think you have power over them or that you or you most likely you think that whatever it comes into your mind is true. Like if you think. I'm, I'm a piece of shit that you have to go, okay, that's true. Yeah, if I'm saying it, yeah. that must be true. That's where meditation comes in. Like, you realize that maybe that's not necessarily true. Maybe you are a piece of shit, but maybe it's just you're just having a bad day. Maybe you yeah. slept two hours <laughs> less, you ate some shitty food, and you yeah, you just now. feel a lot, a lot worse. But if you consistently realize that and try to put the good thoughts into your mind, the thoughts of gratefulness, justice, patience, we all know what the good things are yep. in general. Like, there is something inside us, like you said before, if, if you're not a psychopath, that tells you what is good and what is bad. So start valuing the things that are good. Value your family. Value the house you're living in. Value the food that you have access to. Value the, the weather, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, whatever yep. it is. Just be grateful. You can, there's always something to be grateful for. We, 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 we both say this jokingly. You could be in Auschwitz. In this, like, uh, this is a, a thing we get from the, the book, the... The Men's Search for Meaning, which is a, 
a book from a psychologist and he was stuck in the in the Auschwitz concentration the, the camps field, yeah. the, 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 during the, the Holocaust. concentration camps and and it, it was a, a, a powerful book but that's not the point of it but the thing is that you if you were born at that time if you, if you were a Jew both things that you arguably didn't have control over if you were born a Jew maybe they, you just into a Jewish family you would have been sent to those concentration camps you would have been, be having wor the worst time of yep. your life but you're not you, you were born here and you are like if you're listening to this most likely you're in a comfortable place you have food at your disposal you have a family you have friends and there's there's a lot to be grateful for a lot to be grateful for yeah it's all a matter of perspective that which is why it's so important to practice this you know to make it a ritual even if it's just meditating to just be present with yourself because you know when you don't have perspective it's very easy to feel ungrateful for what you have you could have it could be a multi multi-millionaire in a mansion you go to Coachella every year whatever but if you don't think about maybe the people who were in Auschwitz maybe guys who had to actually fight in wars and died in wars and left families behind then it's of course you're not going to be grateful because the mind's never it's never grateful it's never satisfied exactly but when you think god damn it like when you think about those things and i was in in uh, i went there to auschwitz to visit the the concentration camps then there you feel it because like they they're showing you the um, you know like oh this is the wall where every day they shot like hundreds of people mm -hmm. and then you say fuck man it i could have been yeah. one of those people uh -huh. i could have you know if <laughs> you're born the wrong time in the wrong wrong family quote-unquote yeah wrong place for that time yes. you're just like boom you're gonna get shot there you're gonna be a slave but you're not you're not yeah you have possibilities and more important than that all the people who fought for their freedom they fought for yours as well right now mm -hmm. so you know even if you don't do it for yourself the days you don't want think about them think about the people who went to wars who, who even had moments where they they know they were gonna die and they died for something greater than themselves so that we now can enjoy it so that we can complain because oh my girlfriend doesn't love me Ugh. like bitch shut the fuck up dog <laughs> like take some perspective yeah read some books about it do something about it and you'll be much happier god damn it yeah that's bottom line <laughs> that's yeah that's just it we 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 are we that's really like when you think about those things you actually feel bad for for feeling ungrateful for yeah exactly. for like oh i, I was complaining about this food being dry or like all the dumb things like wi-fi we don't have wi-fi here or like can you imagine the yeah like, they didn't have names there they were yeah, numbers they like, were numbers you... like it's important to be grateful if you're not grateful you eventually become a piece of shit because you don't learn how to value the things in your life and you will eventually lose them that's why you see so many people like yeah you don't want to be one of those people that, that have regrets over things that can't be changed so imagine this is the the, the most extreme case people dying when people from your family die, sometimes you see people like, oh man, I, I really like, I ended, like before she died, I like one day before I had a discussion with her where I, I was arguing with her and I called her like a piece of shit. And then she, she's dead or he was dead. There's no coming back from that. Like there is no coming back from calling that to a person. And if they're dead, especially, you can't go like say sorry. You have to live that with the yeah. rest of your life. And of course it's an extreme case, but remember that it can happen with all the people you interact with every day. So make sure you're, you're like, if you value the people that you're around, tell them that, make them feel like they're valued. And don't, like, because they can be dead. They will be dead. So we, well, let's move to the next yeah. stop because we're both getting, we're getting triggered. We're getting triggered. <laughs> Trigger alert. Okay. Okay. I'll have this, this great quote for a bit longer one. So quoting, 
Everything that happens is either endurable or not. If it's endurable, then endure it. Stop complaining. If it's unendurable, then stop complaining. Your destruction will mean its end as well. Just remember, you can endure anything your mind can make endurable by treating it as in your interest to do so, in your interests or in your nature. So here, like I think he, he talks a lot about it in the book. He mentions God. He mentions nature. Of course, like at the time, religion was way more important, arguably, than it is now, and the existence of gods were a, a most was a thing that wasn't really questioned. So he talked about things like the, the, he knew it for, for certain, also because it was his personal thoughts. He wasn't occupied with arguing. And this is, whether you believe in gods, you're atheist, whatever it is you believe in, there is like this sentence, I, I feel, buzz it all down. If it's endurable, you can endure it. And you, you can stop complaining. If it's yep. not endurable, you, you also have to stop complaining because... You, you, if you, first of all, if it's not endurable, you'll die. That's the only yeah. meaning of that word. And then so, it ends. And then yes. it ends, whatever, if you, mean in, if you believe in an afterlife or not. But the thing is, by, by nature, all, everything that is given to you, you can handle it, I, I think. Yeah. Everything, unless you die. Unless you die, you can handle whatever life comes at you. Yeah, but even until that, you. the moment you die... You can endure it. Even if you, exactly. you know, if you break, quote-unquote, like, oh, I broke, I couldn't do it anymore. You could handle it until that moment. And then you can pick yourself back up again and do it again. Exactly. There's That's not the this thing, like, like, when you look, like, oh, you look, quote-unquote, at the metaphorical mountain that you have to climb. Mm -hmm. You know, it may seem impossible, but one step at a time, you can get there. Yeah. You can endure it at your own pace. Maybe you have to take a few stops in, in the way there. But you endure it, you know. Let's say even... More like the more dramatic case of them all. Let's say you're you like uh, ISIS kidnapped you. You're being tortured every day. Let's just take this example. It's horrible beyond the point that I probably can ever imagine. But if you're not dead, you can endure that. Yeah. Maybe you you go insane, but you you know you can do what you can at that moment. Yeah. Un something For how being hard unendurable, be, you can do it. Yeah. If if it's unendurable, you're you're dead. That's the only meaning of it. Yep. Being endurable means. You're alive. That's the only thing it means. If you if you're alive, you can endure anything. People like maybe you don't like. You're, if you're going to a tough time, it's really difficult to hear this thing because you just want to feel sorry for yourself. But yeah. you can always feel more pain. You can always feel more pain, Handle, and yeah. don't doubt life's way of making you feel more pain. It can happen. Yeah. It will happen. And you will. The, the good thing is you will handle it. If you if you yeah. don't suicide, if you don't commit suicide, you will. That's Absolutely. also a way of handling it, by the way. But. So yeah, you're, you're being very morbid, yeah. you'll always handle it. Yeah, you, you, you always handle it. Remember that that's always your power. And that's a really a good realization if you have never had it. Everything is in your control. Everything yeah. that happens to you maybe isn't in your control, but what you choose to make of it is always yeah. in your control. Whether you yeah. believe in higher nature or not. For me, like, the, the biggest example of, of a person doing this for me is David Goggins. We talked about his book. So the biggest example for me is he did a 100-mile run without preparation so yeah. he broke all the bones in his feet he was pooping blood he was almost dying but he, he kind of he set his challenge and then he said like i'm gonna endure this i can do it and he did it and for example we were running last sunday we did five kilometers which is like 10 miles Big boy. Like and, and I, I was saying like because he did it with the same training we had and he was even heavier so it was probably harder and i was thinking this man did 10 times what we just did right now no, not 10 times, more. Yeah, no, more. five kilometers is like two miles. It's, yeah, it's less. It's, <laughs> it's like, 
it's 20 times more or something like that. Uh-huh. And you're, and I was saying like, how is this possible? But it is possible. He endured it. Exactly. Because it's one of those things, like if you just look one step, the step that's in front of you, you can always do whatever it is that you want to do most of the time. Mm-hmm. But if you start thinking like, oh my God, it's still 50 miles left, then you break, then you crack. And like even just going to the David Goggins thing again, I saw recently an interview where he was talking, I think we talked about it in the last podcast, where he was saying about the Hell Week training, which is 130 hours, no sleep, all this training, Marine, a Navy SEAL type training. And he was saying, like, if you think about, oh, my God, first hour has gone by, you still have 129 hours left. If you think about that, you'll break in the second hour. But if you think only of doing what's in front of you, then hour by hour, you'll get it done. You're like, you'll crawl through, the, through it and you'll have endured it. Yeah. That's it. So bottom line is, pardon, pardon me, just don't think too much about, once you established what you want, just do, man. Going back almost to the first quote we read, I think, or the book quote, just do it. If you're sad, man, deal with it. If you're in pain, there's a way through. Like Tiger Woods won the Masters this year after 14 years or 15 of not winning it. The longest I think anyone has been, you know, from one win apart from the other. He had uh, four back surgeries. They fused his back, tore an ACL, had to learn how to play golf entirely in a different way again. And he still fucking managed to, you know, rip past the young competition who all learned from him and now are much better and win and win still. Didn't complain, didn't do anything. Just fucking won. (laughs) That's what you have to do. Because no one cares. Because Tiger Woods, everyone was fucking hating on him because, you know, he had a divorce, cheating things. He had a DUI. He was like addicted to painkillers. Everyone hated him. Then you win, everyone loves you. So it's all on you. It's all on you. So next quote, next quote, let let me read. Unlock Kindle all the time, my God. So, wait, quoting, in a sense, people are a proper occupation. Our job is to do them good and put up with them. But when they obstruct our proper tasks, they become irrelevant to us, like sun-wind animals. Our actions may be impeded by them, but there can be no impeding our action, our intentions, or our dispositions. Because we can accommodate and adapt. The mind adapts and converts to its own purpose the obstacle to our acting. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Cool. And, you know, very iconic quote from the book. from the book, Like, Ryan Holiday took the, the last two uh, sentences from this paragraph and put it on the, the book, The Obstacle is the Way. And, you know, we talked about this a bit already. Even with this, like, enduring what is misbeendered, but then what you realize is that that thing becomes the meaning of your life, kind of. Yeah. To endure that, to push past that thing is what gives meaning to, to our life, which is yeah. very, you know, uh, it's very fucked up to our brains because we always think, man, I'm going to be happy once I deal with this. Once I'm a fucking slim motherfucker uh, with 300,000 IG followers, I'll be happy. But it's kind of flipping it around, realizing that the way to get, like, figuring out a way to get there is what actually makes you happy. It's what gives your life meaning. But it's so easy to just, when you're in that moment, to be like, no, man, when I get there, then I'll be happy. You always want to to believe that there's something missing. And the thing behind that, I I think, at least this is what I think, you want to believe that because if you believe that there's something missing, it's taking responsibility away from you. So you are not happy because something hasn't happened yet. So that's the, 
that's the, 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 the most easy way of you explaining it to yourself. So I'm not happy because I don't have this thing. Yeah. With the reality is a lot, is a bitch, and it's much harder to, to swallow, <laughs> which yeah. is, you're not happy because you don't want to be. That's exactly. just the, okay, I'm not talking about depression, like, real diseases. This is what we're talking about here. Everyday people, normal people, you, if you're not feeling happy and purposeful regularly, it's bottom line is because you don't want to. You choose not to face the things that would bring you that pleasure, that not pleasure, that that happiness, that purpose. That you, you choose to avoid them. You choose to place your faith in outside things outside of your control to, to happen for in order for you to be happy or, or to have purpose. And yeah, that's the reality is the obstacle is the path. The clearing of the obstacle is what gives you purpose. And yeah, exactly. all, life is just a, basically a continuous series of you finding obstacles, taking them down. and Yeah, and you see repeat. this even like to the extreme, like a, a guy works a lot and then retires. Yeah, he may chill by his beachside house for two weeks, but then, you know, what do they do? Old people with money. They pick up golf. They start playing golf because they need something. They yeah. need a challenge to do. Yeah. And if they don't, they go crazy and they die. It, this, exactly. this is actually like, statistically, when, when old men and old women retire, like the... the at the moment they retire, their, their chances of dying or de developing a deadly disease goes yeah. up exponentially. And this isn't explained just by old age. It's a too much of an eye increase. So this is definite proof that if you still need it, that inaction will kill you. It will kill you physically. Yeah. And most importantly, it will kill you spiritually. So be grateful for when the challenge arises, which is very hard. Like when, especially in the moment it hits you, you're like, fuck, God damn it. But then, you know, Meditate, which is very hard. Usually the hardest thing to do at the moment is what you should do. Maybe, you know, sit down and just breathe for 10 minutes, meditate on it. And then you realize that without those challenges, you're nothing. We are nothing. Human beings, we live for those challenges. That's why we have all the comforts and beautiful things we have nowadays. So we have exactly. extremely, uh, you know, we have super dope workout plans. We have great gym equipment. We have incredible, uh, powerful computers that fit in our pocket aka phones because someone at some time was like no nah, i'm not happy with this yeah. i'm gonna take on this challenge how do i put this computer make it the size of a goddamn phone and make it extremely beautiful and, and interactive boom someone someone's life steve jobs was dedicated to things like that and now we we all enjoy if when you dedicate yourself to an obstacle it would not only improve your life by definition but also other people around even if it's just by the mere fact that they saw you accomplish something that was very hard and then they get motivated. That's it. It's and always for the best. And sitting in your goddamn couch, avoiding the challenges that you want to take is just almost selfish to a point. It's almost, exactly. you're taking away from the people who could benefit from what you could yeah, do. Yeah, the future generation. Exactly. And the, there, there is an irony to it because you see, like you have, we have all of these inventions. We are way more comfortable than we ever were as a species. We all, almost all of, if you're living, if you're listening to this, most likely you live in a developed country. So you have all of your basic necessities are covered. And what do you see in these countries, especially? People are starting to pay for things that make them just uncomfortable. Spartan yep. races, tough mothers, marathons. These are ways people just, like people. Consciously or unconsciously, they realized, I'm way too comfortable. I need something hard. So they actually pay for the challenge. They pay for yeah. something. And that's, if that doesn't give you, like, a, like if you don't laugh at that, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, like, you have, to, you have to laugh at that. If you, were, if you were, like, 500 years ago, 
if someone said if like someone said to to a normal like farmer in a village like oh can I can I work at your farm like for free okay can, can I can I pay you for for working at your farm like I need some challenge like you'd be the craziest motherfucker ever yeah and yep. so that brings you it brings you perspective that nowadays you see how important challenges because some people are now realizing that they they actively they actively have to go search for challenge or else they'll go crazy yeah and, and it goes back to the thing of like uh, straighten not straight not straightened you know exactly. it's you giving putting yourself straight yeah. and i feel Before like a lot of this mandatory. is a lot of it is unconscious as well like when people do the whim off thing the ice man they go live with him for a week you know in the in poland walking uh, barefoot in the snow it's a lot of the time i feel like people they have this drive they this innate feeling that drives them toward this and they don't re- they don't know why and we yeah you know we don't is. really know why but it's it's in our nature to seek you know to seek something bigger than ourselves and conquer it and, you know it's kind of that's what makes life makes life good and you know even if you see every movie that's has ever been popular it's about someone or a group of people overcoming something biggest movies you've ever seen it's like that rocky you had to overcome all of those things uh, i don't know even even war like all war movies um predator for example whatever maybe it's always yeah. people so it's predic- overcoming predic- that a challenge even romantic comedies it's kind of a, a little challenge someone overcoming a small challenge yeah so i think we can move on but just keep that in mind you are yeah, made for the challenges challenge. yeah be grateful for them next exactly. quote so this is i'll just go with the next quote quoting as if your eyes expected a reward for seeing or your feet for walking. That's what they were made for. By doing what they were designed to do, they are performing their function. Whereas humans were made to help others. And when we do help others, or help them do something, we are doing what we are designed for. We perform our function. This quote, I feel it's important for people that they have that tendency to, to do things and expect something out of it. So they're only doing helping other people or doing the right thing because they expect social recognition and something else to come out of it. And the real thing is you, you, we should only be doing good things only because your only motivation for doing good things should be because they're good. There should be, you, you should be expecting nothing else to come from it. Just like your eyes don't expect anything from seeing or your feet from walking, neither should you expect something from being good. So we talk about a lot of this, the importance of being a good, a good person, knowing your values, performing the right deeds if you have done all of this or if you're like ahead of most people in in your life if you really are living a good life like don't let that go into your head just because you are better in quotes than someone else don't just like don't have that sense of superiority that's also where bad things start to happen when you feel you are superior to someone when you feel that that gives you the right to do something that maybe would not be correct so always keep in check your ego. I think this, that's the most important thing with this quote. Keep in check your ego. Don't, don't go around expecting um, the world to be giving to be, be, things to be handed out to you. Always be, keep in mind that not, you, you deserve nothing and you must earn everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of our culture nowadays, you see, it's like people who, who just feel like they deserve everything. Oh, we want free healthcare and free college and free... And we need safe spaces. And yeah, we deserve no, it. No, you so don't. No, you don't. Why would you? It's irrelevant. Like, there comes a point in your life where no one's going to give you anything. And then you have to, you know, go hunt for yourself. You have to go get your meat, 
quote unquote, no one's gonna be, and, and it would be a disgrace if somebody were to give it to you forever. It would be, mm -hmm. you shouldn't even wish for that. You shouldn't wish for, I don't know who says, who said this, the, um, don't, don't wish for things to be easier. Wish for yourself to be stronger. I think it's Bruce Lee. It's, yeah. It's like that. Don't, you know, and, and it's, of course, it's, I feel like the more comfortable we get, the more comfortable we want to, to keep being, keep, you know, we want more comfort. Oh, we want social support here and we want more here. And uh, when I go unemployed, I want my salary for two years without doing anything. And we just become soft. And nations and people, just yourself, if you govern yourself like that, it's going to lead to a bad spot. It always does. It's like the quote, um, good time, uh, good time. Uh, good men uh, create, uh, what's his name? No, bad times create good, uh, strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men. Uh -huh. And it's this almost inevitable circle, a full cycle that we always go through, but you can break it. You know, you can, like we already talked before, straighten yourself up, go into these uncomfortable things. And like the quote, like going back to the quote, don't expect anything for it. What you get from it is the reward itself. You don't need, you know, outside praise or money from someone or whatever. Just doing it is enough. Just being good, just doing what you know it's good is enough. It's own reward. Absolutely. And moving on. Um, <clears throat> Next, quote. Let me see. I have three here. Let me see. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, remember, matter, how tiny your share of it. Time, how brief and fleeting your allotment of it. Fate, how small a role you play in it. You know, this was, I really like this one because it just, it just gives you a broader perspective of, you know, it doesn't really matter. If you just take a look at the galaxy, everything that happened, that has happened, that will happen, and that is happening right now, even, you know, not even on planet Earth, throughout the galaxy, like, you are so tiny. Like, most this will not yeah. you know it matters right now of course you should always do good but it won't matter in 200 years no one's going to remember you most likely so i think uh, there's not much to say about this except that knowing that nothing matters you can give it a purpose you can you know put the purpose on it and be good like that make that your purpose make the purpose of living a life that you are proud of and that the, your children will be proud to listen about and to have seen you living that life and can take it as, as an example. Because that's how you, you kind of influence people. You live a good life, then they, you know, they, for example, your children, they see it, they do the same, their children do the same, boom, now you have a great generation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, it's an exponential thing. But, and, and if you do the opposite, the opposite happens, then you have a... Exactly, it's always exponential yeah, exactly. to the better or, or to the good. So that's why also, going back to it, it's, it's serious, this is real. John Pearson says it a lot. He gets made fun of, like, it's serious, man. Yeah. But it really is serious. Like, what you do has an impact for good or for worse. And that's always the bottom. There is no, no innocuous. Like, everything you do either is good or bad. There is no midline of yep. not being anything. And going back to what you said, if nothing has meaning, it, it says meaningless to be sad about it than to be happy about it. So when you realize that if you, if you think nothing has meaning, that you, you get to make the, the whole meaning because as humans we, we can't live without at least attributing meaning to something even if there isn't any we have to act like there is Absolutely. so make make up your own meaning and i'd say in general we all know what a good meaning should be 
what the good things that we should do. Maybe we are wrong at some things and future generations will get it better than us. But it's a, it's a process and just act out based on the things you feel you, in, deep inside you that are good. Yep, and you'll absolutely. see that you'll, you'll live a better life, a more fulfilled one. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. One thing I could do because the podcast is one hour and a half already. I, we, yeah. Both of us could read by. one more quote. We'll yeah, okay, talk so about it. This is the last one I was going to say. It. All right. Perfect. So this is my last one. It, it has a good follow-up to this one. Uh, in quotes. Either all things spring from one intelligent source and form a single body, in which case the part should accept the actions of the whole, or there are only atoms, joining and splitting forever and nothing else. So why feeling anxiety? And this is, this is really important because like, you have to remember at this time, <laughs> even questioning that God or, or that higher meaning existed was like blasphemy. And this guy, he had the, the, like, the ability to even go a bit further out from his, his society, religion, and all of that. And he, he really asked the question, what if there are no gods? What if it's all atoms joining and splitting forever? Well, if that's the case, why should I feel anxiety about it? Yep, it's the exactly. same thing. And if it's not, I'm a part of something. And the something, as a part of something, I should just accept that it's being made for a better whole. Or at least, like, if you believe in God, I think everyone that believes in a higher power always believes that something is being done for the good, which I, which I would also say it's, uh, I feel it's the right way to looking at it because yep. as as a, as humanity, as a humans in general, in like a collective, we have been getting better, like ver- verifiably always. better. Always, yep. This is the better gener- generation to live it, to live in. I'd say no one can argue that. Like some people may argue that, but they don't have the facts straight, in my opinion. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Either things have, have a natural meaning, which, and you, you can never find out if they do, but, but you actually, you, you, you always act like things have a meaning. And yeah, exactly. If you're so, going to act, so at the end of the day, why, just act why like worry? Good. Yeah, why would, yeah. Don't... why would you worry? Just either accept, either yep. you want to be like someone who thinks that nothing has meaning, in, in which case there's no reason to, to be anxious about anything. And if you believe like things have meaning, well, believe that they're for the good and just accept your part. Yeah, and even like, for example, if you're anxious, you can just say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to be anxious. But don't be anxious about being anxious. Just be that. Yeah. Just realize it's, like, it's okay. Because if it's for the greater good, then great. If it's not, well, it's still great. You're still living. So yeah. don't... Could be worse. Could yeah, be worse. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm just going to read my quote. I don't think we can, we should, or we need to even discuss it. Just a good, a good ending to this. Good ender. <clears throat> Quoting, to love only what happens, what was destined, no greater harmony. Boom, I, I think it's a good follow-up to the, your one. It's like that, just, yeah. if it's endurable, endure it. Don't complain. Stop being a bitch. Just go out and get it. <laughs> With that being said, uh, this was Meditations by Marcos Aurelius. We hope you liked it. I really like this book. For me, top, yeah. top five top books five I've read it, for sure. And, you know, give it a go. This book is... God knows how many hundreds of years old, but it's t- it still holds up for a reason. It's three dollars on Kindle, so there's no fucking reason. yeah, it's fucking crazy. No, it's three dollars. Damn, this is incredible. Three dollars, god damn it. Yeah. You can even buy a coffee in Starbucks for that. I I, I bet you. <laughs> god bless. God bless. So, uh, with that being said, you can follow us on Instagram at Paths of Meaning. That's P A T P A T H S of Meaning. Oh, I got a, a little break there of meaning uh and yeah we post daily content about you know stoicism meditations etc so go give us a follow and it was a pleasure talking to you bye bye out